This is for the free thinkers, the curious beings that swim upstream, who see possibilities, not problems, that learn from the past, live by the present, and create the future. This is the I Love Ugly Audio Show. Welcome to the I Love Ugly Audio Show. My name's Valenti Nozic, creative director and founder of I Love Ugly. In this episode, I sit down with Auckland-based filmmaker Fraser Grew. For those that are unfamiliar with Fraser, he runs a movement called 10,000 Dreams, where every single day for 10,000 days, which is around 27 years, he films a different person answering the question, what's your dream? He began this project in 2016, and he's gonna finish it in 2044 at the age of 50 years old. His goal is to build a culture around dreams that inspire people to pursue their own. Fraser's life mission is one of the most ambitious and inspiring projects I've come across in a long time. In this episode, I go deep into the backstory about why he started this project, how he's managed to film the dreams of high profile celebrities like Mark Cuban and Chris Hadfield, plus many more. And lastly, the importance of why everyone needs to dream big and they also need to pursue it. This episode is sure to inspire your new year ambitious ways and it will get you off that couch and make you not be afraid to chase your own. Enjoy. Um, Fraser, man, thanks for coming in. G'day, man. Yeah, so um, yeah, what have you been up to besides, because just to kind of give people a bit of context, you've set yourself on this mission, 10,000 people, you want to find out the dreams of 10,000 yeah, people across the next 10,000 days. Yeah, bro. It's, uh, it's pretty manic. So that obviously everyone knows everyone knows what 10,000, like, yeah, they, they think they know how much 10,000 is, but how many days is that? So and how many, sorry, how many years is that? It's 27 and a half years. 27 and a half years. Yeah, so I started December the 8th, 2016, 22. Yeah. My last day doing this is April 25th, 2044. And wow. I'll be 50. So what, 50 years old. How old are you now? So people uh, know. 25. So what made you get into this, man? Because this seems like not a small goal and you're almost too far in it now to stop. I'm it way be, too it far into stopping. It'd be embarrassing. Yeah, there yeah. was a point around one year where I could have stopped and I don't think people would have cared. Yeah. Uh, can't now. I'm on day 1,106. So. Yeah. Uh, but essentially it started as a bet with a mate at Deco. Yeah. Um, we were just having a drink and yeah. he was heading off to the States for six months to live. Yeah. And I was like, dude, every day in America you should ask someone what their favorite ice cream flavor is. Yeah. And we kind of realized that was kind of lame. Yeah. And so we're like, what about asking someone what their why is? Yeah. Uh, but around that time Rebel Sport was doing their What's Your Why campaign, so okay. we couldn't do that. And then just came out, I was like, what about asking someone what their dream is every day? Yeah. And that's when I kind of clicked and I was like, Actually, no, 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 you don't do that. I'm going to do that. Yeah, and yeah. we did a bed and I said, I'd do it for one year and essentially stumbled into my life purpose, man. Wow. Um, on day 258, I wanted to get Jacinda Ardern's dream. But yep. I only had one. So uh, Jacinda Ardern, for those, because we get a lot of international listeners. So who, uh, who is Prime she? Minister of New Zealand now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This was just before she became Prime Minister. Yeah. And I wanted her desperately. Why'd so. you want her? I don't know. I just, I had a feeling, I think this is when people were starting to think she will probably be prime minister and I don't know. I just thought she was awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Fair so enough. I reached out to her team and I only had a hundred days left of mm -hmm. my one year goal. And I knew, I just knew they'd say no because having one, my hundred days left, it wasn't a strong sell. Yeah. And so I just put in the email, I just completely said, I'm doing it for 10,000 days and just put a stupid number out there. Yeah, so you just said that on the email. Oh, I just was hustling up. her completely. Yeah. I was like, screw it. Let's see if she comes back and yeah. says yes. Uh, and they came back and said yes. Wow. And so that day I changed it to 10,000 dreams. Yeah. Uh, didn't tell anyone in my life. Yeah. Just changed it on Instagram and everyone wow. was like, what the heck, dude? Crazy. <laughs> and I didn't know how long that was. You yeah. know, I was like, oh, what, 10,000 days? It's probably like three, four years or something. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> That's actually what I thought when you first told me uh, yeah. when, I, when I read about it. <laughs> so, um, so basically, you wanted to reach out to, to Jacinda, the Prime Minister in New Zealand. Yeah, man. Your first thought was, she's not going to do it. No. And then she did it. What did that whole experience teach you? Because you almost preempted that she's not going to do it. So Yeah, man. Like it's, it's weird, eh? Like I'm in a situation now where I'm getting a lot more yeses from people, yeah. especially celebrities. Yeah. But at that point, like the first two years, I was so used to rejection yeah. that it was almost shocking when someone came back saying yes. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I was just always... And it wasn't a negative mindset. Yeah. It was more kind of being realistic in a way and going, well, okay, well, what can I do then to change mm -hmm. that? You know, like... Mm -hmm. 
when approaching like I've done Jane Goodall and all that, you know, you kind of go in going, the chances are so small that you'll actually get them saying yes. Yeah. So you kind of come in with a strategy or, you know, trying to do a clever hustle or something. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, that I think to me that was quite a turning point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the moment I turned it into a life mission yeah. instead of a one-year mission. Um, and from that point onwards, I started to take it way more seriously. Yeah, yeah. Like the first... 200 days it was such a burden man yeah like, i can I, imagine I, I hated it i can imagine i was like why am i doing this it was like yeah. being on a diet or something yeah um and yeah once i changed it i was like well you're doing this mm. for the rest of your life essentially yeah you either have a horrible time doing it yeah or you embrace it yeah. and make an incredible adventure of your life wow so from that day onwards i decided to take it seriously and yeah that's why all these doors have opened since yeah. man so obviously you're going to interview ten thousand people about their dreams what's your dream what's your overarching dream and also sorry before you answer that just for this conversation we we're talking about it before i wanted to do the style a little bit differently i had i haven't prepared any show notes yeah i only just found out about you so this <laughs> whole well, this ho- yeah this whole conversation <laughs> is going to be organic flowing yeah. I think like I'll ask you questions, you ask me questions. Let's just have a cool conversation because what you're do- when I found out what you're doing, I, f- I find- found it highly admirable because the thing is, is like there's a whole 10,000 hours rule. Mm. But you can cram in 10,000 hours in a year or, or I don't know if you can, but the math, but in a few years if you go hard. Yeah. Um, but 10,000 days, it's like you've got no choice but to wait out the 24-hour <laughs> day. So it's, that's yeah. a big commitment, man. And um, so yeah, for that, for that, I applaud you. Thank but you. yeah, man. So let's let's keep this conversation flowing. Lots of things because you got an interesting story as well, which I think really resonated with me because I could see a lot of my story within mm. yours as well. But um, yeah, so just going back, man, to the question. So what's your overarching goal? Ten thousand dreams, twenty thousand. Like, why why do you want to do this? Yeah, man. Well, so I guess going back to my dream, bro, it's changed completely since I started this project. Yeah. Ever since I was seven, my dream was to be the greatest filmmaker of all time. Yeah. To win an Oscar at 23. Yeah. So my first day of film school at 16, uh, my whole class of 80 people sitting around in a circle. And the teacher literally said, go around, say what your dream in life is with film. Yeah. And everyone was like, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll do a TV show one day. And, and I was like, I just went up and I said, I'm going to win an Oscar at 23. Mm-hmm. And they all laughed at me. Yeah. But that was my dream. I mm-hmm. knew I was going to do it. Yeah. So I graduated at 19 and uh, basically grabbed the class and we made a feature film. I yeah. directed a feature film called Sirenia, which took us a year and a half to make. Raised 100 grand from donations from wow. family and friends. Wow. Came out of cinemas in 2015 and I was like, this is it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. This film's yeah. going to be the thing that's going to get me an Oscar. Yeah. And then the film just crashed and burned, basically. Wow. Didn't open up any doors. It wow. just shut. And yeah. I went into a space where I quit film for six months. Yeah. And I was just like... So did that just shock you? Yeah. Shock the system? I felt like such a failure. So was that the first time in your life where you'd experienced failure yeah. on that scale? 100%, yeah. man. Up, up to that point, man, I've had an amazing family my whole life. Yeah. My life was pretty easy yeah. growing up. Yeah. That was the first time I realized how tough it is to chase a dream. Yeah. So I quit for Especially six months. Especially a big dream like that. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. And I was so open about it as well. I told yeah. everyone I and met. And confident. Yeah, and I yeah. just was so humiliated. Yeah. Um, and that kind of led into a period of a year where I kind of mentors and that picked me up again and I got yeah. back into film. Um, and that was kind of around the time I started 10,000 Dreams. Wow. And so obviously my dreams were very self-centered at that point. Yeah. But... Three years of this project, man, my dreams completely changed. Yeah. It's now about helping others live their dreams. Yeah. Obviously, I still have huge ambitions, but nothing brings me more satisfaction than watching someone else live their dream yeah. or me helping someone discover their dream. Yeah. And that's something I never would have said four years ago. Mm. You know, mm. uh, If you had said five years ago, oh, you won't have an Oscar at 25, I would have thought I'd be an absolute failure. Yeah, yeah, for And sure. I'm like... What I've got now with 10,000 to me is far better than yeah. an Oscar. Interesting. Um, but my dream with 10,000 dreams, bro, I want it. Uh, it's weird. I was saying to someone a year ago, I was looking at the moon at night and I was just staring at it for ages and they came out and they're like, yo, what are you doing? And I said, I want to film a billion dreams. And then obviously they laughed and said, that's impossible. Yeah. And then I kind of did the mess on it. Yeah. And it, I think it's something like, well, let's say 100 million dreams. Mm-hmm. It's 10,000 people doing what I'm doing over mm-hmm. 10,000 days. Mm-hmm. So my big dream is once I get to the end of this is to find 10,000 other filmmakers and build a movement around it 
And by the age of 77, we could have 100 million dreams. Wow. And then leading it into something that carries on after I die to film a billion dreams and to wow. just keep going. Yeah. So um, what, do you, what do you think is so inspiring to um, hear about somebody else's dream? Like, why do you think people become so inspired by it? Well, I think like when I'm at parties or something and you have conversation, you have small talk with people and you always go, so what do you do? And yeah. they talk about the job they do and it's the same conversation with everyone. But once you ask someone at a party and I've noticed recently, you go, so what's your dream? Instantly they light up yeah. and they start talking about their passions and what yeah. they really want to do. And it changes the whole dynamic in the mm. conversation. And I just, I, I don't know, man, I just, I think I've just realized that the question, what's your dream? It actually is quite a powerful one because yeah, and it's so broad. It's actually quite, yeah. it's quite hard. But if you just like your style, where it's like one take, don't yeah, think bro. about it. It still comes out. Everybody's yeah. got it in them, and even if they don't think they do, yeah, yeah. And anyone can answer it. Yeah, you know, you can have conversations with ninety-year-olds or three-year-olds. It yeah. really is a universal question. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also interesting the different stages of your life, how your dreams change as well. As you said before, your dream was just almost about you about winning an Oscar yeah, for you. Bro. And then after you hit that adverse, got struck with that adversity and your dreams were shattered and you were embarrassed because you let your dream out there. Mm. Um, once you bounced back from that, your dream, dream changed. It was almost about other people, yeah, man. right? And it's almost, it's almost like that's what life should be about. Once you kind of almost hit your personal goals or whatever, it should be about, okay, how can I be of service to as many people as I can? Yeah. Um, and I think, I, I can't remember, maybe Jesus said it or something. He said, <laughs> he said something like that. You know, if you want to be impactful or make a huge movement, you got to figure out how to be a, of service to as many people as mm. you can. And um, all the successful people that we admire and that you film, you know, all the celebrities and superstars or whatever, that's probably why they are successful. It's because yeah. they figure out ways how to, offer as much value, whether it be Steven yeah. Spielberg with his films, who I know you're also is one, yeah, of your, one of your bucket lists or, yeah, which is, um, it's also fascinating as well. So why, um, like where, like you struck me, I'm just kind of getting to know you now, but you struck me as a hungry, ambitious young man, 25 years yes, old. <laughs> uh, you've got the balls to say stuff how you think it. I was the same. I used to like yeah. be like, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 28. Yeah. You know, and then um, people are like, Who, who's this wanker? <laughs> you know, just chopping me down. Yeah, bro. But the thing is, is like, I think there's something so pure about that as well. The fact that you, you've almost got no idea about reality and life or mm. whatever. And to actually go out there and t tell tell people how it is is it's 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 a form of courage. So Thank where's you. where does your courage and where's your drive and ambition come from? My parents, man. Yeah. So yeah. Who, who are your parents? Tell us about them. What do they do and why do they? My dad Gary was a professional golfer. Yeah. Uh, now he's a youth pastor. Yeah. Uh, like so senior pastor. Yeah. Uh, my mum runs the travel business. Yeah. So my entire life, I was brought up in a family that told me I could dream. Yeah. Uh, and do you have siblings as well? Yeah, I got three brothers. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, my older brother works with me. He's my editor. Cool. My younger brother, he does writing stuff with me. Yeah. And my younger, younger brother is a teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. man. But um, So similar size amount of boys in my family too. Five, we got five boys. Five boys. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, man. It makes you kind of hard, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like the, yeah. No. I love that, man. Yeah. I, I Sorry to interrupt, but. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Oh, we're also going with that. Yeah, yeah so, so your, your brothers. Your my family. parents, man, they fully just, like my dad always joked around that he said if I came to him and said I want to be an accountant or something, he would have gone, no, you're yeah, going to go yeah, chase yeah. your dream. Yeah. You know, it's like the reverse to what sure. a lot of families are, you yeah. know. Um, so there have been so many times where I've screwed up, where I've nearly gone bankrupt, where I've, you know, yeah. and my parents have picked me up. Wow. Um, so picked you up in what sense? Like, like. Dude, financially, wow. letting me stay at their house when I, you know, yeah. couldn't afford my rent anymore. All yeah. that stuff, man. They've, yeah, I could not be here without my parents. Yeah. And I was, I was having a drink with a mentor yesterday and he asked me, why, why do you think you get to live your dream? Mm. And I thought about it and my answer was because of people around me. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, that's literally the, re like I'm ambitious and I work hard but it is the people around me. Mm. If I didn't have those that support around me, I probably wouldn't be doing yeah. what I'm doing yeah. at all, you know? Totally, man. No well, you're, you're, you're a product of your environment. Yeah. yeah. Your peer groups, your parents. Yeah, man. Yeah. So that's kind of what, with 10,000 Dreams, what I'm wanting to do, man, because I kind of grew up thinking, because of how I was raised, 
why don't people chase their dream? I was mm. so baffled by it when mm. we left school and everyone was like, I'm just going to go get it. You know, yeah. I was so shocked. Yeah. And only recently have I realized, actually not everyone had the opportunity I did to have a family like I did. For sure, man. Or teachers that believed yeah. in me. And so if my project can be that voice to someone to say, hey, mm -hmm. I actually care about what your dream is and I believe you can do it. Mm. That's what I want for this, man. Mm. Like I could be that teacher that, people didn't have you know yeah so only recently have I started to discover that and I've become more empathetic yeah. whereas I was very aggressive with my approach years ago yeah, and man. I was like dude yeah. why aren't you doing it because yeah and once again you think your world is the world yeah. but it's absolutely not, man yeah and it and it took it quite a few knocks to get yeah. to that point you know yeah realizing totally. that life it is tough chasing a dream oh absolutely man and it's probably like at the same time I probably wouldn't even recommend for everybody just to go balls deep into chasing a dream. Yeah. I think it should also be something incremental because at the same time, some people have a responsibility of feeding their kids and the mortgage mm -hmm. to pay and this and to actually just ignore your yeah. obligations as a parent or whatever or a provider to go chase your dreams at the same time. Like there's a certain responsibility. So different, you know, for different people, um, timings, there's also timings as well, which is a huge factor. Yeah. And it's also trying to figure out how you can weave your dream into your current lifestyle but at the same time, it does come a point, I believe, where it's like, okay, you come to a crossroads in life. It's like, okay, I can carry on continuing to do this, this job, what I hate, and and uh, or I can actually pursue this dream, what I'm kind of dabbling with quarter time or a couple hours a week, yeah. which actually brings me more fulfillment, even though I'll probably take a step backwards financially. And, um, and I think it's real important that once people do have those crossroads, that they make that decision, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm going to go for this and, you know, but do it responsibly. So it's yeah. like have a, have a reserve of cash for the next six months or you work part-time or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen anybody, have you kind of encountered anybody that's um, pursued their dreams almost pr too prematurely? Ooh. Oh, man. I never thought about that before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I guess I'm just such an optimistic person yeah. that if I see someone chase their dream, I always get so excited and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think there's a lot of people when you leave school that kind of, they're all 18 and they kind of instantly have that mindset of, oh, now I've got to go get the full time job, I've got to go get the mortgage, I've got yeah. to get, you know? Yeah. But that's the opportunity, I think, when you're just out of school. For sure. You've got nothing like holding nothing, you back. Nothing to man. lose, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just shocked why so many young people don't realize that. Mm, and yeah. they kind of wait and then they all, and then they become 30 and then yeah. they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, I haven't yeah. chased my, and then For they go. Sure. Or even on the other hand, you get people that do pursue their dreams and then they get hit with something how like you did. And or how I did, yeah. and then they're like, "Holy shit, where did that come from?" And they quit. <laughs> yeah. At the same, yeah, which is, in my opinion, it's also not like that baffles me as well. It's like, yeah. what do you expect to happen to get to the top of a mountain without any scratches <laughs> or bruises? Absolutely, man. Yeah. What was the point with I Love Ugly where you realized, "Oh, this is working. I can make this my full time now." Um, well, the thing is, for me, is my story was like I. I was working for somebody else and I was doing I Love Ugly, say, quarter time. And then I got to that point where it's like, this thing has legs when I got a few big wholesale orders. Yep. And I was like, what I said before, I was at that crossroads and it's like, okay, I've got $20,000. I can go work for someone, continue working for someone, get a mortgage, go down the conventional route or take the leap, uh, open up a shop. I decided to open up a shop. And then we had a daughter, me and my wife, premature daughter. We had three weeks to prepare mm. to be parents. And I was 22 years old, she was 19. And then, um, and then I was like, I had no choice. I was like, okay, I've, I've chosen this path. I got to make it work. I'm going to work my ass off. I knew I had, I knew I had some talents and some skills. I also knew I had shortfalls, but like you, I had a mother that was cheering me on yeah. saying, you're gifted son, you should do this son. And other people that were reaffirming what I was doing was the right thing to do. And, uh, and I just went for it, man. And then obviously it's been a bit of a roller coaster, but I think that, um, I think you know pretty quickly in the first couple of years whether what you're doing's got it's it's yeah. viable, and then there's and then and then and then you got to basically throw into the mix perseverance, upskilling yourself, you know, finding new peer groups to help upskill yourself, mm -hmm. um, 
figuring out what your shortfalls are, making whatever your shortfalls are, making sure that you get okay at them so they don't hinder your progress too much. So it's a whole combination of different things, but I basically decided pretty quickly, it's like, this is, this is my path, this is my journey. Yeah. And I had this dream as well. I didn't really have it on paper, but I was like, I just imagined it's what kept me going to two, three o'clock in the morning when I was drawing after I'd be working in a warehouse picking t-shirts all day. And I had a, a daughter that had to bath and I got home till three o'clock in the morning. I was like, I just had this dream about people globally wearing my product and creating this like you know, global brand. And that's yeah. kind of what, and then I didn't get caught up in the how I'm going to do it. I just basically had the dream. It's like, that's my goal and I'm going to get there by any means necessary. And mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what that was at that point. So it wasn't, it wasn't exactly one point. It was like a, a per period of time. And when you've got a, a child in the mix as well, yeah, it, kinda, it puts fuel under your ass as well. And now I've got three kids and it's just like, the pressure is even more <laughs> intense. So yeah, but you, you don't have kids, do you? No, I, yeah, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah, I know I asked you that before, but just for the, no, I don't, for, man. For, for the yeah, crowd. So. No, it's good. And then, um, yeah, man. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty, pretty awesome. So obviously we're not here just to talk about dreams. I want to kind of like have a general conversation with you. I read um, on your Instagram profile uh, yesterday, you had a pretty tough year. Was it last year or this year? This you, year, man. So you suffered, like you had a bit, a bit of a bad alcohol problem. You oh. were like partying pretty hard. You were pretty lost. Yeah, like bro. What, what, like, was a, what was the reason for that and how'd you get through it? Yeah, so the start of the year in February, so I run a film company as yep. well at the same time. Nice. Almost went bankrupt in February. Yeah. And what, 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 how come it nearly went bankrupt? Uh, my own fault. Yep. I, I kind of, I was putting so much into 10,000 that I yep. kind of kept dropping the ball with clients yep. and not putting yep. enough effort in. Yeah. Um, st kind of stopped hustling with the film company. For sure. And kind of it caught up to me. So got complacent. Yeah, and then I yeah. had a meeting with my accountant and he was just like, yeah, this is bad, man. Yeah. And he gave me a number. He said, you basically need this amount yeah. in like a few days. Or well, did you have like, what, tax? Yeah, to pay? yeah. It was Hold all the bank. stuff I just didn't think about. Yeah. Um, and so literally all I could do was pray, man. Literally with my parents, it was just very low. Yeah. And within like two days, triple that number came in wow. from clients reaching yeah. out to me. Uh, and that was a bit of a miracle and I thought I learned my lesson yeah and then what five months later um, in the middle of the year something quite significant happened in my life when yeah. I came back from America yeah. from a filming trip yeah. that put me into a very bad spot yeah. for two months what was that if you don't mind me asking uh, so it was just a, a relationship okay yeah. it was quite a significant one yeah. um, and essentially my I came back and then that happened and then my motivation just vanished yeah and obviously then the business crumbled again and I got into the same situation, but this time I didn't have the motivation to get out of it. Yeah, wow. And so I kind of got involved with the whole party lifestyle and yeah. um, I didn't drink alcohol for like seven years. So you're just suppressing the reality. Just, yeah, through. seven years didn't touch and then suddenly just went down that rabbit hole and yeah, um, wow. just stopped being proud of who I was, man. Yeah. I was still filming a dream every day. Yeah. And you still had people coming up to you all the time, go, dude, what are you doing? So inspiring. You're so inspiring. Yeah. But I wasn't inspiring myself. Yeah. Um, and it took probably two months. And I remember I went to my dad in the kitchen one day and I just broke down. I said, I don't know why I wake up anymore. Yeah. And this is coming from a person that's always jumping out of bed. I wake up at 4.30 a.m. every morning. I jump wow. out of bed. Yeah. Um, and I just completely lost that spark. Wow. And slowly, slowly, for a lot of prayer, a lot of just time to process what happened in my life, yeah. slowly started to rebuild and yeah. So how 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 did you do that? Like how did you do the? How did you rebuild yourself? Man, just small changes every day. It was yeah. I remember my dad took me to a cafe and he said, like the normal stress level for a person's like this. Yeah. What you're going through right now with significant things in your life, suddenly your stress has gone up here. For sure. And you're trying to still go 10, 12, 13 yeah, hours a day. Yeah. And he said, you can't do that, you'll yeah, burn. So totally. he said, you now need to go down here just for a period. Yeah. You know, maybe it's, and this was for like a month, it was like maybe one meeting a day and yeah. that's it. You just focus on that and then yeah. you, you know, maybe one project or one filming a day, like just baby steps. Mm. And that sucked because yeah. I'm someone that hates doing nothing like yeah. that. But I had to, I kind of, for a month, I just took it so slow. Slow down, yeah. Felt so lazy, man. Yeah. But I just needed to just process and, yeah. and be with stop, people. Be did with you stop me. drinking at this time as well? Uh, no, not really at yeah. that point. Uh, that was probably only a month ago that I kind of said, yeah. 
I had one night and I was just like, no, nah, screw this. Yeah. I'm, I can't even look at myself in the mirror. Yeah. So I just say, I'm not going to do it anymore. Makes you feel horrible, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. And I'm sure, look, I'll stumble again. But yeah. um, at least it's weird being honest about it publicly. Yeah, man. It's actually helped so much because yeah, now I feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. And it's so weird. I have lots of people now because um, for three years, a week ago, I did a real honest post about what happened this year. Yeah. And I've had so many people come up to me since going like, are you all right, man? Yeah. And I'm like, why is everyone being so like, suddenly like being so nice in that way? Yeah, I, was like, yeah. I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, I opened up pretty. Definitely. Like, so now I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. now people can kind of keep you accountable. and For sure. And at the same time as well, it kind of, it portray, it's so important to portray the realities of what actually goes on behind Instagram. Because a lot of people probably look at you or maybe even look at me and they're like, man, that guy's lucky. That guy's life's yeah. perfect. That guy's got his shit together. But actually, behind closed doors, <laughs> yeah, bro. you wanted to quit. You broke down. You, yeah. s you battled with addiction. You had everything, you know, life threw all its problems at you and you had to deal with it while keeping your thing, keeping your dream alive, keeping yourself, keeping yourself together, you know? Yeah, bro. And a lot of people, it's, that's why I think it's so refreshing and that's why I ask these questions to people, my guests, because it just makes people know that you're end of the day, we're all human beings. Mm. Yeah, I think it's super refreshing just, you know, people re revealing the realities of yeah. actually what goes on. Um, so that's why, yeah, I ask these, ask these questions and it's real yeah. cool. I think it's great, bro, because that's kind of what made me connect with your story a lot more because of you showed that. that well, it's, that. that's what so many people say. They're like, and it was only like three weeks ago that I started being honest. Yeah. And that just came from one night I was sitting outside and I was just real annoyed that I wasn't really using Instagram in any way yeah. apart from posting a dream. Yeah. So I just was like, screw it, I'm just gonna go yeah. be brutally honest for a day. And then I got such good reaction that I just kept doing it. Yeah, man. And so many people are now like, I connect with this so much more now mm. because it's I'm following a journey now. Yeah. And you know, like if people are gonna be Hopefully they're going to be following me for 24 and a half more years, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you kind of got to be real about your life. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you know, Definitely, man. <laughs> is, there, is there anybody else on a global scale doing something similar to this? Uh, the one thing that people compare it to the most is humans of New York. Yeah, but that, I, that's what, yeah. yeah, but I guess that too doesn't quite have a clear deadline. Yeah, that's kind of um, and it's quite similar. But I think I talked to someone as it was Jessica Albert's husband. I talked to about it. Yeah. And he said this is the longest film project he's ever heard of. Wow. And the next longest one was like 20 years or something wow. that a Harvard thing did or something. Wow. So, so it could go on the Guinness Book. Ho hopefully, of man, by the yeah. end of this, it could be, you know, and nice. if it's, so just I just that, keep going until it hits so the that, Guinness that, World that, Record. So that was a little casual name drop. Just like <laughs> yeah, that was, husband. sorry about that. <laughs> so what's, uh, yeah, so yeah, tell what, what, what's going on there, bro? Uh, so, yeah, man. So, I mean, I, I've shared, honestly, the last month about crazy miracle stories of yeah. how I get celebrities. Yeah. And I guess a lot of emails yeah. and it's paid off in massive ways. So tell me about that, bro, because it's like <laughs> yeah. being like your job's almost like you're a, you're a salesman, essentially. Yeah. You're trying to sell your dream to get other people to talk yeah. about their dream. So how do you, how do you approach people? What's some tips for our audience about how they want to approach someone, whether it be about a job, a collaboration, about, yeah. You know, an opportunity like how do you go tell me your process yeah man so i read this book called the third door yeah and it's, it talks about how like a nightclub you either wait in line with everyone mm. and you wait your turn to get in or you vet your vip mm. in which case they let you straight in yeah uh, but if, the, if there's a third door and the third door is sneaking around the alley climbing through the window and sneaking in mm -hmm. and essentially i took that approach so yeah. if i let's say jessica albert yeah i want to film jessica albert's dream so first thing first, I go to a manager and publicist, her manager, yeah. publicist, agent. That's me waiting in line. Yeah. All of them come back going, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I expected that as well. Yeah. Obviously, VIP, I don't know Jessica Alba personally. Mm -hmm. She's not my auntie or anything. So yeah. I don't have the VIP door. So I go, what's the third approach? So I discovered that she, there's another name drop coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> go, go for it, bro. Um, so I discovered she runs a company with, mm -hmm. a, I think it's called Honest Company or something. Yeah. So I looked into who she started the company with, mm -hmm. a guy called Christopher. So I guessed his email and I said, hey, Christopher, I'd, I'd do a whole spiel. I'd love to film you and Jessica's dream, meaning mm -hmm. Jessica Alba. And he comes back to me and he goes, hey, amazing. I'd love to do this. My wife, Jessica, and I would be happy to. Wow. And I go, oh, damn, his wife's not Jessica Alba. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, he, he misread the whole thing. So I'm like, okay, okay. So side story, I look into his wife. Turns out his wife's 
uh, the star of Grey's Anatomy and Steven Spielberg's daughter. Yeah. But that's a side <laughs> And Spielberg's like my hero, so that's another crazy story. Yeah. But anyway, so okay, okay. So I go, how else do I get Jessica Alba? Yeah. So I guess her husband's email. Yeah. And that's how I'm, I'm doing her around next in LA now, doing wow. her and her husband. So what do you... So it's just that third... You just got to think because yeah. so many people go, oh man, I want to film, you know, Justin Bieber or something. And they go, I, I tried to contact the manager, but he never got back to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you're not going to get in that yeah, way. for sure, man. Until you're a giant global brand or something, yeah. you're not going to get in. Yeah, so, interesting. Like, for instance, for, for my case, for Bieber, he's on my list. Yeah. So I filmed his bodyguard in one of his best mate's dreams when I was last in LA. Yeah. And, you know, now I'm doing Scooter Braun stream because yeah. of that. Who is his manager? Yeah. So I'm kind of, you kind of got to be a patient and take Definitely, like the man. slower game with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Almost like target the outsiders. Yeah, That's how I got mostly all blacks yeah. winning through their wives and girlfriends. Yeah. Wow. You know, so yeah. you just got to think creatively. And that's the fun part. That's the yeah. part that keeps me up at 3 a.m., man. Wow. You know, that's, that's awesome, man. I've got, <laughs> there's been so many yeah. ridiculous stories that yeah. it's almost like a joke now when yeah. I tell people, they're just like, you know, like, that's cool, <laughs> like man. guessing like, yeah, good old. It's, it's almost like you should, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you should have a little like segment or some yeah. little avenue where you talk about the yeah. hustle. Man, you could write a book. Yeah, yeah how, to, bro, how, this... how to get Jessica Alba's email. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man. Yeah, like, I love that stuff so much. No, man. that's cool, man. Um, so just a just a question for me. It's like, okay, I want to do a collaboration with a company. I've got like a hit list of companies, just like you've got a hit list of people you want to talk mm. to. What, how would you recommend I approach him? And this will probably be super valuable for everybody else. Yeah, so with my film company, man, uh, when I first started out, uh, my approach with I want to work with, so I had a goal, I want to work for, I want to do a film with Richie McCaw. Yeah. I want to do a commercial with Richie McCaw. So I just reached out to his um, foundation, iSport, and I just said, I'll do a free film for you. And yeah. I made them a film. Yeah. And then through that, I ended up doing two things with Richie McCaw. Yeah, wow. So, I, my favorite thing to do, and I know a lot of people aren't willing to do it, it's create, a, say a film company, create a commercial mm. and then give it to them. Mm. Don't ask, hey, I'd love to do a film. Just make a commercial, make it incredible yeah. and go, hey, this is a gift from me to you. Yeah. And a lot of the time they'll go, oh my gosh. Yeah. And then they will get you to do something else. That's in my case. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you just got to. Yeah, it's just the fun part is finding. So what would you do? What, what would you do? Like practical, step by step. It's like, okay, I want to collaborate with, say, North Face. Okay. Yeah. What would you do if you were in my position? Ooh, so we're talking fashion now. Yeah, man, we're talking fashion. <laughs> put it, put it, I'm putting, I'm putting your your skills to a test, man. Oh, on camera. man, in an industry I don't really yeah. know. Well, just the way you put me on the spot yesterday about my dream. One take. Don't think about it. Sixty seconds. Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. I can't imagine it's that hard for you to get in touch with North Face Oh, anymore. but the thing is, is like, I'm trying to okay. figure out the third door, man, because I've probably been waiting in line like every every other person. And um, yeah, Where? sometimes I get the VIP opportunities, but yeah. there's some some cases, man, you got to try hard. So you got to try a little bit harder. So what would you do for you or me? Do you know the founder or CEO? Uh, no, I know they were, they've been acquired by... VF Group, who is, we did a collaboration with uh, Jansport, a couple of collaborations. So yeah, that's right. They're in that same parent group, so there's a few kind of <laughs> clues in there. Yeah. Dude, I would try get, I'd try, um, try get the CEO or founder or something to be your mentor. Yeah. Um, that's the fun part. Like, I, I, and I'm kind of like crazy in that way. Like, I'm like, okay, if I want to get in touch with, you know, Spielberg, I'll try to become friends with his daughter. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you kind of think of crazy things. For and, sure, man. And you learned a lot of this, obviously, from experience, plus yeah. that book, the, the Third Door, was it? Yeah, bro. Who's that by? Just uh, for... A guy called I, Alex. I only came out, like, started this year. Okay. So I was doing this stuff before, but when I read his book, it was just like, bam. And the and book's it, all about this type of yeah, thing. Yeah, he, right? he has crazy stories of how he got in touch with Spielberg and Jessica Albert too. Wow. So it really resonated because of specific names that I, and Jane Goodold as well. Yeah, yeah. It's actually very similar. He was writing a book and trying to get them to be a part wow, of the wow. book. Um, but it's also like, it's building relationships. Mm. So I don't want to seem like I only film people or become friends with people to get in with their for relatives sure. or something. It's all about building relationships, Yeah, man. for sure. But man, but at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like, if you want to be yeah. friends with Jessica Alba or Steven Spielberg, yeah. 
what what's wrong with that? It's just yeah. like you see someone that you meet at um, so, say an event and you have them talk or something like yeah. that. You're like, man, that's a person I want to get to know. They fascinate me. Yeah. So what's the difference between that person? And, yeah, bro. You know, I, I, I love that, bro. Yeah, and um, you work your way back. So like I've become friends with people and I'm like, well, once you build a relationship with this person, they'll introduce you to this person yeah, of course. that knows a person that knows a person that knows this person. Yeah. And it's a long game, but a yeah. lot of people aren't willing to play the you know yeah the longer year of Absolutely. building a the thing 10, just 10, 000, to get one ten thousand days yeah you yeah. know like i've you know i've done more than 300 celebrities now and people are like man you just get to film celebrities every day and i'm like dude i got turned down by john key like five times before yeah. he finally said yes two years after i yeah. started trying yeah like i'm going <laughs> another crazy story of how it happened but i'm going to helen clark's christmas party tonight yeah um all because i was sitting at a cafe and met Bob Harvey, yeah. went to his house, had a morning tea with him, and then he invited me to Helen Clark's Christmas party. Wow. But I've been turned down by her and her team six times. Yeah, wow. And it, and now I'm like, oh man, I was kind of so like, God, I'm like, I've done five prim, five prime ministers and I haven't yeah. done Helen Clark. She's wow. the one I can't get. And I was so annoyed about it. I'm like, <laughs> what am I doing to not yeah. get Helen Clark's dream? Yeah, wow. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is so much cooler being yeah. able to go to a Christmas party. Yeah, this yeah. wouldn't have happened if I filmed a dream two years ago. <laughs> Funny, man. So sometimes it's just waiting, like Julian Dennison, yeah. for instance. Yeah. I tried for years to get his dream. Got turned down by his agent every single time. Wow. And four months ago, I filmed his dream down in Wellington, went and had a drink with him and his family, hanged yeah. out. Wow. And now, you know, we chat all the time. Like, it's amazing, man. And I'm like, Dude, I would way rather this because we actually have a relationship yeah. now. Wow. But two years ago, if I did it, we probably wouldn't have. It would have just been a two-minute, hey, thanks, bye. Yeah, yeah. So it's just patience, man. Interesting. Yeah, patience, persistence, and smart strategy. Yeah, bro. Yeah, so what? Do you think these people are attracted to your dream or actually you as a person? Yeah, so I mean, I guess I've, I can probably answer that a lot more now, but I always thought it was just the dreams that people were interested in yeah and only recently have i realized that majority of people it is the fact of someone doing this for 27 yeah. years and also the hunger yeah that yeah. people kind of like you're crazy yeah and obviously the dreams are great yeah. and they get inspired by that but i've i was told by a lot of marketing companies yeah. recently don't tell, share your story it's just about the dreams. Huh. Just make it about the dreams. Yeah. Change, get your name off it. Yeah. Just 10,000 dreams. No one needs to know Fraser nah, exists. Nah. It's all I, about you, bro. I did that for a month. So yeah. I changed my Instagram and everything. And I didn't feel as connected yeah. to it. And so I just said, nah, this is my yeah. story, man. This yeah. is my life. For People sure, are going to see my kids grow up. Yeah. They're going to... And I think that's what draws people in. Because yeah. if I said, Lo, yo, I'm filming 10,000 dreams in like three years, yeah. everyone would go, oh, that's sick, cool, yeah. impressive. But saying you're doing it for 10,000 days, it kind of, definitely. it makes it ridiculous almost. Yeah, definitely, man. But you also get, you get drawn into <laughs> other people's stories, but you also get yeah. behind the hustle you yeah. know, of a dude behind it. And that's also mm. the same for me. I was behind closed doors for the first nine years, it's not until recently where I've yeah. actually started to reveal, because people used to think we were this like corporate American company, big company, this and that, because of the, you know, the brand was polished and the way it was portrayed. And as soon as I started kind of stepping out from behind the curtains and being like, yo, it's just yeah. me. I started in my bedroom. I'm just a normal dude like you and this, like just you, you and me, we're just exactly the same. Yeah. Um, like, here's my story. I've had fuck ups, I've had this, I've do this. You know, I reveal, I try to reveal, all, not everything, but you know, yeah. m most of most of my, my failures and my learnings and lessons and people like that, man. They resonate yeah. with that. And then they get behind the, t the person, but it's behind the, the movement, yeah, you know? Bro. And then um, if you can get the two, two, you know, if they can get behind both the movement of what you're creating and mm. you as a person and your individual journey, it's awesome. Because I think what you're probably going to find is like meeting all these people and all these opportunities and these dinners and these parties is it's probably going to morph into something else. Yeah. Your dream will probably become bigger, you yeah, know, and man. you'll probably figure out it's like 10,000 is awesome. How can you do this at a million? How can you do yeah. this at scale? How can you yeah, do bro. something that's like going to freak you out? But yeah. then when you get to the finish line, when you're 50 years old, you'll be like, man, I wish I dreamed even bigger, you know? I know, man. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. it's scary to think that one day I'm actually going to get to 10,000. Yeah, and, you're gonna, you, and you'll probably get, you'll, you'll look back <laughs> at the 10,000, you'll think like, man, that was small. Yeah, I like, and that's no, no disrespect. No, what you're doing no. is incredible, but, but, but that's also the power of, of growth and also setting goals as well that yeah. draw you in. Because I think that, 
like I was listening, have you heard of Jordan Peterson? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 12 Rules of Life. He was, I was listening to one of his podcasts and he was just saying the, the importance of a goal, the importance of an aim. And he said, if you don't have, uh, he said, an aim and a goal uh, draws, uh, extrapolates a lot, of, a lot of positive emotions out of you. And if you don't have a goal, it also extrapolates a lot of emotions out of you, but by negative, it's because you don't have an aim, you're aimless. Mm. And the thing is, is when you're aimless, you don't have a purpose. And when you don't have a purpose, you're unfulfilled. When you're unfulfilled, you're unhappy. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to have that, have that goal, that target that you wanna hit. And it's so important that as you get closer to it, you start raising a bar yeah. and making it bigger. The analogy I always use, even with our staff, about goals is almost like playing a game, a sports game with no scoreboard and no sets of goals and people are just running around, there's no clock, there's nothing. Larry used that example last night, meeting with someone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man, but it's so <laughs> true, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why, yeah, man, just, just goals and, and dreams are just just massive. But what, what, do you think the defini- what do you think the difference is between a fantasy and a dream? Ooh. Man, I I guess like, so I did Chris Hadfield, the astronaut's dream. And what he talked about in his dream was that everyone should have a moonshot dream. Yeah. And to him, a moonshot dream is impossible. Yeah. His dream was to walk on the moon. Yeah. And obviously he went to space and everything, but he never walked on the moon. He knew it would be impossible yeah. for him to do. But having that impossible something to chase pushed him mm. forward. So I think... It's important. I think it's so important to have this idea of this fantasy world you'd live in in the future. That's just like you know, will never happen. Yeah. A world where every person chases their dream. Yeah. It probably won't happen. Yeah. But wouldn't that be unbelievable? Mm, definitely. And that's what all my dreams are yeah. take, fighting for. Yeah. Even though that probably won't happen in my yeah. lifetime, at least. You yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. So I think. Yeah, I think. But it's it, definitely gonna. In the process of getting there, you're going to make an impact. Yeah. You know, and, and if, if you I didn't can... have that moonshot dream, you yeah, wouldn't but... have the impact that you do. So yeah. You would, yeah. Like, because if your dream is, if my, like it was, just to win an Oscar. Yeah. Cool. I win an Oscar at 23, let's say it'll win to plan. Yeah. Then what? Yeah. I'd probably oh, be miserable because be, I'd be yeah. like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, man. You'd I be thought, complacent. I thought be... this would make me happy winning yeah. an Oscar and it didn't. For sure. So now, you know, my dream of filming a billion dreams. Yeah probably won't happen in my lifetime yeah it won't a billion dreams probably won't happen in my lifetime but it gets me excited that yeah, it could man. happen in 200 years when absolutely I'm bro. because of something that started as a bit absolutely with and i know you're um you're christian right yeah bro is that saying that god's delays aren't god's denials and it mm. kind of ties into that whole patience thing as well and the thing is it's like if you do have that big moonshot thinking dream Sometimes you think it's impossible, man, but sometimes like, you know, it may not happen quickly or it may not happen, yeah. you know, you might get denied quite a few times, but you may get there as well. You might yeah. just surprise yourself, eh? Heck yeah, bro. Yeah, so, but do you, do, you, do you have any questions for me or anything, bro? I just, sometimes I feel like I'm blabbering on no, or I, just to switch conversation up. I love up what or, you do, man. Yeah. I seriously love what you do. What was those early days in your bedroom like, man? That's the part I'm most fascinated with anyone's dream is the early yeah. days. The early days. So I used to be up. I used to come home exhausted because I was a manager of a of a t-shirt, blank t-shirt company. Yeah. Um, in the warehouse. So I was in the warehouse sweeping <laughs> floors and stuff. And then I'd come home and I'd be exhausted, collapse on the floor, and I'd have this little daughter that just fully wants your attention. Yeah. Got to bath her, have dinner, have a little power nap, and then I'm straight into work. But the early days were. They were exciting because you, you're fueled off dreams, man. You're mm. just constantly dreaming and it's like while you're doing, like in my case, I was drawing because I was originally an artist and I put, the, I put the drawings onto t-shirts. So I'd just be drawing away. And it, when you do something creative like that, in your case, it'd be editing or speaking to someone, you just get in this zone where yeah. time disappears and it's almost like you're, you're not even conscious. You're just yeah, like, right. you're just doing stuff, time disappears. So I just like, I'd, I'd, I'd thrive off that, man. And then I always got to a point where, um, where I had to take things to the next level. So even, even now it's like, and that's why I like resting on your laurels and being complacent, like complacency kills. When I got in trouble in 2016, 17, it's because we made a ton of money. You know, we went from zero to $10 million in six years and I thought I was the bee's knees. Yeah. I got complacent. And then as soon as you get complacent with a company of that scale, which isn't, which wasn't built solid, it was built a little bit rocky. Mm. It was built on sand. Um, things, 
and and the mistakes and the sloppiness and um, the lack of the lack of detail. Um, all those all those small mistakes start to compound and and start to change things. And then, you know, pretty quickly, as um, that rug got swept from underneath my feet, and mm. that kind of shocked me. But I think, um, yeah, I guess my point is, is like the early days were. It was like an exciting hustle, and I got addicted to the, the hustle, the excitement of the unknown. I got used to people saying no and rejected, much like in your yeah, case. Bro. Like I'd email stores, I'd email 150 stores if they want to stock the product, and all that I'd get two people replying, and then I'd reply, but they couldn't pay. They wanted terms and this and that. So it was like constant rejection. But the thing is, is like you almost need to gamify it, turn it into a game. You know, I had a conversation with my daughter the other day, and. We were talking about life and this and that, and she's—I can't remember the question she asked me exactly, but my answer was, my answer was like, life is so, life is great because you can make, like, you can make it however you want. You can gamify the whole thing, and she's like, that's childlike, and I was like, well, yeah, I know it is. That's the cool thing, and I think it's real important that, as you grow older, is to not get, not take, not take life and not take yourself too seriously, and still enjoy. Enjoy the process. Have fun. You're gonna encounter mm -hmm. a shit ton of adversity, and you're gonna get to points where you're confused. You yourself, you're gonna get to a point in the next couple of years where you're like gonna really question this whole thing. Yeah, like that's like, like we both know that, you know. Yeah. Anyone, and it's like you need to almost anticipate that, and you need to anticipate how you're gonna deal with that. And I think that, but at the same time, don't let it strip away the passion and your desire and your willingness to actually chase this dream because that's the most important thing and that's the most important thing to focus mm. on is like is the goal and it's like you know all these bumps in the roads all these bumps and bruises and all this and that like that's just part of it man like you know you interviewed Richie McCaw and all these amazing people and none of them had it was never a straight line and uh it was like a bumpy road it was a roller coaster and it's just making yeah, sure that you just like hold on to that, know that, remind yourself of that, take care of yourself, double down on yourself, constantly yeah. learn. And and at the same time, it's like, keep pushing, keep pushing it as well. It's like, yeah. you might want to, you know, you might get even to the point where it's like, okay, 10,000 day, 10, days, 10,000 dreams. It's like, how can I do this with scale? Maybe I need to get other people involved so we can actually do this without burning yourself out, you know? Because you're gonna have probably a family yeah. one day, a little kid someday, yeah, you know, and that changes, that changes the game as well, you know? All of a sudden it's like, okay, I've got a new, I've got a new meaning of life and now mm. I've got to like raise this little human being and this mind to make the world even better, you know? So yeah, bro. it's, um, I don't know, I don't know if that kind of answers the question, but yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> I, always, I always say we never, um, I've always said since I was younger, whenever crap happens, I'm like, this will just make my autobiography way better. To Harder. Read. Another chapter in the book, yeah. man. Yeah. No one yeah, wants definitely. to read an autobiography that's like, yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. It's yeah. so boring. Definitely, man. If you read <laughs> the autobiographies, everyone's got a similar story, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then the ones that kind of don't, I don't know, like people give, you know, people give like, you know, dudes like, I don't want to get into it, but you know, Donald Trump, like his dad gave him heaps of money and opportunity yeah. and this and that. But it's like, yeah, he did, but still it, it, everything's proportionate right yeah it's like um like his dad probably gave him a bunch of money or inherited it but he still made that little pool of money into yeah, something gigantic sexy. and he didn't have to do what he's doing now i don't know how we're getting into this dude but <laughs> but, but you know what i mean like everything's proportionate yeah. and it's like my problems may seem completely insignificant to somebody else you know they may have had a completely different trajectory in their life they may have been raised in a broken family don't know their mother they may have been raped they may have been addicted mm. to drugs they may have this being broke you know and then they hear our stories and they're like man these these white boys have got it easy they've just got yeah. these cool dreams and businesses and you know so yeah. it's like it's all yeah yeah i read a quote different from recently everybody. that talked about how every single person is living someone else's dream yeah and that hit me like real hard, you know. Yeah. Like I, in my head, I'm not living my dream yeah. at all. I'm not close to it. Yeah. But then you meet with young filmmakers that are like 18, and they're like, "Dude, wow." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, well, okay." Yeah. Well, yeah. you think what I'm doing is like, and it's like real weird, you yeah. know. Interesting. So, what what advice would you give to a 18 year old you, knowing what you know know now? Start 10,000 dreams right now. Yeah. Start 10,000 when you were 18. I would do anything to have started when I was like 12 years and old. And why is that? Because it would have been so cool growing up as like a yeah. kid through school doing this. Yeah, yeah, filming yeah. Filming my mates at school. Yeah. Like a, a huge part of it that I absolutely love is that I now have all this document of my friends growing up. Yeah. 
that I can show my kids one day. Huh, that's you know? cool. That's Because you cool. lose touch with half of them. Yeah, man. And you tell your kids about people and they only yeah. have this image in their head, but I can go, this is what he was like, and here's a minute of him talking. Huh, yeah. Oh, that's so, re you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, dude, if I was what? 18 again, man. Like, I, I chased my dream once I left uni at 19. Yeah. Because I got in at 16, I chased my dream hard. But yeah. I could have chased it way harder, bro. Yeah, yeah. I should have done way more free stuff just to build connections yeah i should have tried getting more mentors in the film industry yeah only like a year ago did i start getting mentors in the film industry yeah like wow so would you tell people would you tell someone that's 18 <coughs> years old and would you just tell them it's just like man just start who cares who cares what you look like dude yeah. like if i was like 18 and wanting to be in fashion in auckland yeah i'd come to you guys and go I'm working for free for a year. Hell I yeah. will make I ask coffee. That all the time. I man. will do the crappiest jobs yeah. and I will just do whatever it takes. Yeah, man. hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt you're getting everything paid for from mum and dad. Yeah. So just do it. For so like, many people going going, Hey, I want to work with you, but here's my salary. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's for like sure. okay. <laughs> well it's like Devin, bro, like, you know, he I I reckon I saw his talent, or me and Will saw his talent and we brought him in and you know, he's um compared to probably what he could and if he was to go off by himself, like yeah. he's taking a step backwards there to learn and educate. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's super cool, man, and brave. Mm. And I think that um, a lot of people need to be like that. You know, they're so concerned with like, I need how much, how, what's the salary? What's the hourly rate? Yeah, man, 18 years old, man, I'm 34 years old <laughs> and I honestly feel young. I feel like I'm in uh, my 30s, is still gonna be a lot of learning. Like, yeah, I, I've got financial goals, um, and I'm driven, like that is one of my, my, my drives because yeah. I want to basically, for me, obviously I said my dream yesterday, but for me, you know, I've got a whole bunch of little things as well. I just want to get the financial part, financial burden of my life out of the way hmm. by the time I'm 40 years old so I can focus on bigger and better things. Yeah. And then I can show and teach other people to do it. And also be an example, like I was, man, my Poor card is when I was a student looked disgusting. Like, you know, <laughs> if people saw that, they would have destined me to be an absolute failure. Yeah, but the thing is, is like your report card and what people say, other people, what they say to you isn't who you are. You know, anyone's got the ability to do whatever the hell they want. But I think for, for I think like the financial side of it is it, so many people are burdened by it. And it's just like figuring out ways where you can break free of it so you can do better and more meaningf yeah. meaningful work. And that's what um that's something I really want to do as well. But even on that note, bro, like how are you kind of keeping yourself afloat? And because obviously, like the traveling and stuff, and yeah, requires man. a bit of funding. Yeah, yeah. So I run a, like I said, I run a film company. So yep. that's kind of been covering this. And it's not always been easy, man. There's been lots of times where I've had to fly down to Wellington yep. on my own money for like five minutes. Yeah. You wow. know, like I've yep. done a lot of long distance trips driving four hours for yeah. 30 seconds of filming yeah um but next year there's a few opportunities that i can't quite go into yeah but it looks like this could be my full time next year awesome man. and it's getting to the point now where brands want to collaborate with me nice you man. know like we're starting to do some stuff with airlines like i'm doing a campaign with fiji airways and fiji awesome bro. you know i'm going to australia in january yeah it's yeah it's slowly yeah, you must have must have some people circling around like trying to, to do deals and well that's cool yeah. man because i guess it's something that like i've said before anyone can answer you could go to any country in the world and do this yeah it kind of fits into most business models yeah. because yeah. every business kind of ties around selling a dream totally bro so it, it's this great category that just yeah. fits with almost everything absolutely man so it's, it's almost it's, like a common language <laughs> of humanity all yeah all humans every you know every race yeah bro yeah so and my kind of big goal with this is to turn into a brand that makes films based on dreams books yeah. based on dreams yeah. you know like board games on dreams yeah, yeah i want to create a genre of dreams yeah and that's what next year we're going to go hard at man that's awesome man i'd um you know i'd love to in some capacity like you know get involved and because that's also for us and i love ugly like our whole goal is to inspire people to yeah, achieve your aspirations before it's too late before it's over like yeah. that's the underpinning driving force of everything we do we sell clothes as well that's our currency that's how we keep the lights on but i think by you know having that dream and that mission that can kind mm. of branch into all sorts of Heck avenues yeah, so that's cool in terms of i know we'll, we'll wrap this up pretty quickly bro but um what uh do you in terms of personal development stuff do you like read books listen to podcasts um any stuff like that or any particular 
YouTube mentors, which you have? Or? Yeah, man. So I usually over summer, I go hardcore into books. Yeah. I only read autobiographies. Yeah. I don't read novels or anything. Uh, but then during the year, you know, you go, oh, I'll read, you know, a book every yeah. two weeks and you never do. It's only over the summer break that I read like 10 books in like yeah. two weeks and yeah. then stop for the year. Yeah. But my kind of thing, man, is... For me, I like I say, I wake up 4.30 every morning and wow. I go for a 13K run nice, every day. And yeah. that is my like mental space. Wow. That's Are you doing I, it on a treadmill or outdoor? Outdoor. Always. Wow. Oh, man. I it's phenomenal, bro. Treadmill How long does that take so you? Uh, about 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. This guy's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> what drugs are you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. But um, yeah, I listen to music and I dream. Yeah. That's the time where I have my huge nice. dreams and Plus I the imagine whole the asleep. future, bro. Oh, yeah. it's so nice. It's dark. There's no one out. Nice. Um, and then, you know, like that's that to me is kind of my thing, bro. Yeah. Uh, I I do masterclass. So yeah. Masterclass subscription. So yeah. I, I go hard into those. Yeah. What, what, doing, what's masterclass? Do you know the one that's online and you got like the classes with like Anna Wintour, like. Oh, all, yes. Yes. All those yeah, yeah. 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 I do yeah. that hardcore. Oh, cool, man. I'm currently yeah. doing Anna Wintour's one. Yeah, like, like you, man. I I'm fascinated by fashion, and I yeah. I love Vogue and yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, but now nah, I try I try to listen to podcasts when I drive and everything. But you know, it's I'm not crazy disciplined with that stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, like, cool. I just find like listening to music makes me dream. Yeah, and your and life. And I listen to music that makes me dream. Yeah, and your life is your your teacher. Just doing what your your mission yeah. is your teacher. Yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. yeah. So. No, that's cool, bro. <laughs> it's refreshing, man. I think um. You know, there's no set of rules on how to yeah. do it, and it's awesome to hear. I know hear. I see some people that are like, yeah, yeah, I read a book every week, yeah. and I'm just like, I yeah. No and you watch, you watch, how much hour, how much sleep do you get? So you go to bed for, you wake up four thirty. I wake, go to bed about ten. Oh yeah, 10, so you're getting what, like six hours? Six hours. Yeah, yeah you can operate on that it's pretty good. Kind of. You must yeah, have one of it. It's that DNA. You, it's you feel it at the end of the year. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I. I, you know, you, I have days where you go, nah, screw it, I'm going to sleep until six or something. Yeah, man, for sure. And then I wake up at six and feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I go, damn it, I wish I woke up at 4.30. Yeah, to me, yeah. it's just waking up early is just my Waste, thing. Wasted time, otherwise. Whereas like 2.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., I'm like, yeah. nothing's going to happen productively. Yeah, for sure. I'm a morning guy, I'm like, yeah. go hard. That's fantastic. And what about diet? Uh, You're pretty yeah, good with your diet, disciplined. Gym, yeah, gym four times a week. Yeah, uh, don't touch sugar. Yeah, I used to do like diets, but I find once you have a diet, you just constrict yourself. So yeah. I come like. So what I mean probably by diet is what do you eat? Yeah. Yeah. What do you eat? Man, I I I'm I don't eat a heck of a lot to be honest. Yeah. So you I, basically do you don't eat sugar. Be, okay. What do you up. not eat then? I, yeah, What's your I, rules of not diet? What do you just not eat? Put in my your kind mouth? of rule. My diet is if it doesn't look good. Yeah. Probably don't eat it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my thing. Like I yeah. like I can have some bad food. I'm addicted to cereal. Yeah. That's my I, cereal, not uh, must what, like non sugar? Wheat bix. Yeah, you know, wheat bix has sugar. Does it? <laughs> yeah, oh, bro. Don't oh, say oh, that. No, don't man. Say that. I, I was I'll told wheat bix. You. I was told they were healthy. <laughs> yeah. <Damn>. Yeah, because <laughs> my kids they were like hyped every time they had wheat bix. I was like, what the heck, man? Like, it's like they've had sugar. Looked in the ingredients, it's full of sugar. Is yeah, it? yeah. Damn it, man. <laughs> man, I don't think they, they do a good job, sanitarium or whoever it is, does a great job of marketing it. <laughs> that is all No <laughs> sugar, it's all healthy, man. Yeah, always oh, read the label with. Flicked on my life, <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's good, man. So, so I get it, I get it, man. You're clean, disciplined dude. I try to, yeah, yeah. That's good. It's okay having wheat picks, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think after a 13k run, you probably yeah, bro, you probably weeks. need it, man. You probably need it. <laughs> now nah, that's um, that's super cool, bro. Like Thank real, you, yeah. That's yeah, just a cool conversation. You're an awesome dude, bro. You're, you too, man. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm just yeah, real curious now to watch this. We're all talking about it. I know Devin's real into it. Looking forward to seeing Devin's dream. Um, but yeah, bro, thanks for coming on the show. Do you have any other closing words or? Any questions or any statements or Ooh. any last 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 <laughs> oh, bits no, of advice for our audience? As well. Yeah, this is going to be our last podcast on the year, so it'll be like a bit of a wrap up, um, 2019. So, um, what would you? Okay, here's here's a good question to end end the episode, bro. Yeah, give me a question. What's uh, what advice would you give to people to kickstart 2020, or just to something like really good to kind of ponder on in this new year period? Because I think. 
the new year is a real chance for people to rethink to reflect to yeah. recharge like what advice would you give to someone just in this next kind of couple of weeks before they get into 2020 or you know just to fuck, just sustain yeah. themselves and actually like have a goal that they can hit or something like that just yeah. fuck, what advice would you give this person all right I guess the, the go-to advice that most people would always say is work hard, dream big, da-da-da. And that's good. But I think the, the most important thing is discovering what your dream actually is. You know, so many people want to be, you know, sports stars or actors or, you know, they want fame and money. So they go, okay, that's my dream. But that's not what they're born to do. So I think you've got to discover what you're born to How do. How do you do that? You know, um, I think it's, it's trying things. You know, and I kind of always come back to this kitchen metaphor. If you put a pizza in a fridge and try to heat it, it's not going to heat. You know, not everyone's meant to be an oven. Not everyone, you know, we all have different mm. gifts. And your gift might be something that won't make you famous or rich. Mm -hmm. And that might be what's holding you back because you won't get that stuff. But you'll be so much more fulfilled doing what you were born to do. So take the time to find what you were born to do. And then once you find it, then go hard at it. Mm. Dream big, work hard. But make sure it's your dream. You know, a lot of people chase what their parents' dreams are, what their totally friends' man. dreams are. I agree. So you've got to find what your dream is and be proud of that yeah. and then go after it. Bro, that's awesome, man. That's awesome <laughs> advice, man. I love it, bro. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much man. brother. No worries, that bro. That was awesome, man. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah that was cool, man. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and found any type of value, please subscribe to our podcast share with your friends and give us a five-star review on iTunes to be in the draw to win a $200 I Love Ugly gift voucher. We will be drawing a winner monthly. Good luck and see you on the next episode.